I honestly cuss in my dreams. Please be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian, feminist, and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. That's so good to hear. <laughs> it's so good to see you. It's not like we live together or something. I never see you anymore. I know. I woke up and I was like, oh, there he is. When's the last time I saw him? I was like, oh, when I went to sleep. Yep. Yep. It's a long time. Long oh, time. my God. And you were in a dream. Yeah, but I wasn't there, like, physically. Like, you were in my dream. You know that little uh, thing where people are putting on the internet and dancing around with that like little alien-looking thing? Mm-hmm. We look like that. Oh, okay. I yeah. can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're here, though. <laughs> this episode is long overdue. We've been talking about this episode for a while. Actually, from the first time that I heard Kendrick Lamar's new album, I was like, we need to do an episode on one particular song. So we're going to do that today. Um, but I want to welcome you all to this episode. It's episode 39 of season three of That Black Couple. I'd like y'all to just go sit down and grab some water because the earth is literally on fire. Literally. I mean, the earth is literally burning. It's really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, We have wildfires all over the country, all over the world. People are passing out from heat stroke. You know, we have record temperatures. Um, How anyone could not believe in climate change right now. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. I got nothing, but just get some water and, and sit down and take care of yourself. The The world's not going well. I, I'm so sorry. It's such a depressing it's start such a to depressing. this episode. Well, let's just, let's, let's just perk it right back up. Yeah. Okay, get your water. Have a seat. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. Before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BOK couple, on Facebook at that black couple, and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. You can stream our episodes anywhere. If it's a place that streams podcasts, you will likely find us there. That means iTunes, it means Google Play, it means Stitcher, it means SoundCloud, all of those places. And if you like us, and if you like the episode, share this episode with somebody who needs it in their life. And let's be honest, that's probably everyone you know. Everyone. Everybody. I mean, how how could they not need it? They need it. They need it. It's like it's like Kool Aid on a summer day. What'd you say? It's like Kool Aid on a summer day. You you need that to quench your thirst. Kool Aid is syrup. Well, you know, if you make it right. If you at make home, it right, it's syrup. <laughs> but there's water in it. It's mostly syrup, but it's water. I wish it. I could see my face. I wish I could see my face. I turned my head just now and I looked at the camera. And there's no camera set up. You know who on Fresh Prince of Bel Air? When you broke he, the wall. When the I broke wall. the fourth wall. I looked over like, mm. And there's no one there. It's just me. It's just me. There's nobody there. Let's go, Darren. I'm not doing this with you. Let's go. Start the show. Okay, so like you said, Kendrick Lamar released his new album recently. It's called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, to me, it was a really amazing kind of 
artistic album that I wasn't really expecting. I think he took his artistry to the next level, mm-hmm. which is really amazing. But there is a song on there. Yeah. It is titled Father Time. Yeah. And it's all about daddy issues. Yeah, it the is. The whole, it's, it's about daddy issues and what it's like when you got daddy issues. And to be honest, most of us probably got daddy issues. Yeah. And so I know for, for me and for you and probably a lot of people that have heard the album and heard the song, it hit pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll just say that. <laughs> that's, that's what you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, what, what I'll say about the song that I thought was really interesting is, is you know, he really came at, at the idea and the concept of daddy issues from a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some lines that really kind of struck me. Like, he talked about how he said, I got daddy issues, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, that's such, that's such a terrible thing mm-hmm. to say I have issues because of what someone did to me mm-hmm. when it wasn't my fault. But that's literally what we do. We say, I got issues and, you know, it's now my responsibility. I have to deal with it no matter how we got here. It's now it's on me. Like that one, that one really hit me kind of hard. But then also in general, the, the, the whole kind of tenor of the song is all about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the toxic things that dads teach their sons Yeah, of like, he's like, I fell down and I scraped my knee and I had to jump right back up because right. I knew if I cried or if I laid there, he was going to call me weak. Right. And you know, all these, all these just ideas of, of how, you know, he said, I think the other thing he said, like his, his mother died, like, like Kendrick's grandmother died and his yeah. father went to work the next day. Yeah. And his, his dad was like, that's life. You know, that, that I still got to pay the bills. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's interesting because there's two sides of that, right? There's there's the hardness, there's the terribleness of that, but there's also the reality of that, mm-hmm. the reality of the world that we as parents have to teach our kids. And I know for me, as a father, that's something that I really face on a daily basis where I question myself and I question mm. how we're raising our kids and what messages we're sending them and, and what we're teaching them and, and how we're telling them to interact with the world. And if we're making the right choices and if we're being too soft, if we're being too hard, all of those things. Mm. And it was just interesting to hear the song, you know, and how all of those thoughts are wrapped up in the song, but really presented in a way of, you know, all that stuff for Kendrick just led to a bunch of issues. Right. I mean, I think what you're saying is really important. And I think that he it's it's very masterful. The song, the album is very masterful. Um, I think it just made me kind of sad and I felt very triggered. Right. Um, I felt triggered because. You know, unfortunately, we don't talk about these things a lot in uh, a lot of black communities. There's a lot, especially now, you know, in the era of everyone gets an award, everyone is a winner. Um, we don't even talk about our daddy issues. It's yeah. like we don't want black dads to be to seem like they're somehow less than other dads. And so there's all these articles like, well, black dads actually do this and black dads actually do that. And that's great. That's really wonderful. But unfortunately for a lot of us, that's just not our experience. You know, it's just not, it's just not, it's just not our experience. And I feel like, you know, Kendrick is doing something important, but I also feel like people don't take it seriously enough. And, and the fact that a lot of us need to be in therapy for these very things, the trauma that we have inherited from our parents, a lot of people don't take it very seriously and they'll listen to this song and they'll, they'll be like, oh man, that's deep. And then they'll just listen to the next song. Yes. That's not okay. And that's something for me that I feel like is important to raise here. And that's why I'm glad that we're going to be connecting some of the messages from the song to the larger thematics that happen in 
in the real world. And yeah. and we talk a lot about Kendrick as a black man and his struggle with mental health, but we don't talk a lot about black women and, and our struggle with mental health. And I, I hope that in this conversation that comes out more too. Oh, it's, it's going to come out. Well, I'm here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, and the other thing for me, like, again, as a black father, you know, we have daddy issues and we're aware of them. And like you said, you got to go to therapy to help deal with them. And I feel like it's incumbent upon fathers to break the cycle. And that's another element that he brought up in the song is basically, you know, there's this, this passing down of trauma, this passing down of the daddy issues that, that your own dad had, and then you got them and then you pass them down to your kids. Right. And it really is our responsibility as parents, as fathers, as mothers, as caretakers to break the chain of some of these traumatic experiences and traumatic ways of even living. Absolutely. And a lot of us don't take that responsibility very seriously. Oh, but we're going to talk about it today. We certainly are. This podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash media. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. And we're back. Welcome back. So glad to be back again. And now we're going to dig deep. Oh, Lord. Put your hands down. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking excited. like, why are your hands in there? They cannot see you, sir. I know, but, I, but I'm but i feeling it. I'm feeling it. Oh, my God. You know, I did I did some research, as I am known to do. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of information about, about dads. We talk about dads, and we talk about how bad they are and, and how many issues people got. But let's, let's put some numbers on a board mm-hmm. so we can understand the landscape mm-hmm. of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So... According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.5 million children, that's more than one in four, live without a father in the home. Hmm. Right. And now when we talk about daddy issues, right, there's a lot of ways that we get them. Absolutely. The most known one is Absolutely. my daddy wasn't around. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And as we can see, over 25 percent of children in America don't have no dad to live in the house. Mm-hmm. 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanic children, and 20.7% of white children are living um, absent of their biological fathers. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean there's there's not some type of father figure in the home, but their biological father is not living with them. Right. Right. Once again, we talk about things in the macro, then we talk about things in the very specific in the micro. Right. And so as we lay these stats out, as you can see for black people... Yeah. It's, it's tough. So let's here. talk about that. For black children, it's actually a majority. It's a yep. majority. And for Latinx children, it's a plurality. Mm-hmm. And for uh, when we compare black children to the other groups, you know, black children are almost three times as much as white children. And that mean what does that mean? Well, that means that for, you know, 60% of black children, they share an experience that 20% of white children, only 20% of white children share. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of white children, again, because there's so much more white people in the country yep. who have no idea what that experience is like. No idea. And then and as we always say, you know, we can't look at any of these things in isolation, right? You compound that with things like income disparities, 
you talk about systemic racism. Mm-hmm. You talk about just straight up racism. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about all these things. School to that, prison pipeline. Right. All these things that compound that. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize how specific these experiences are. Right. And when we say absent fathers, we don't even talk about where the fathers are. Because the, some of those fathers are incarcerated. Right. Some of those fathers yep. are passed away. Some of those fathers are rolling stones and got other families. Right. Like these are very complicated dynamics. And based on where those fathers are, that could create a whole other set of mental health issues and concerns as well. And then when you when you think about the actual makeup of the family. Right. According to the 2021 U.S. Census Bureau, 80 percent of the single parent households were headed by single mothers Mm. and families headed by single mothers are among the poorest households with more of a third of them living in poverty. Mm hmm. The median income for families led by a single mother in 2020 was about $49,214. That's well below the $101,000 median for married couples. Again, like we said, you got to compound this. You got to think about all the mm-hmm. different variables and realize how, how bad things really are. Right. Almost one third of single mother families were food insecure. Mm-hmm. Amongst um, all homeless families nationwide, about two thirds were headed by single women with children, Mm -hmm. representing about 21% of the homeless population. And nearly half of those were black. Mm. Wow. I mean, I feel like we started this episode really tragically. Kind of dark. And it's not... It's not getting better yet. It's not brightening. And I I assume that what I have to say won't... won't, 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 It won't help. It won't help. And then, I mean, and and this... uh, Here's the thing. I got a lot of stats, and and none of them really are, are good. None of them paint a really nice story. Um, but I'm going to throw out a couple more just so Go we're ahead, aware. Dan, for good measure. <laughs> Only one third of single mothers received any child support. Hmm. The average amount that these mothers did receive was only about $286 a month. Hmm. Only half were employed fully, full-time all year long. A quarter were jobless the entire year. Hmm. <laughs> um, among those who were laid off or looking for work, less than a quarter received unemployment benefits. Hmm. I mean, it's just... Yeah. And this is why when we talk about daddy issues, I really want to also talk about mommy issues. Exactly. Because they are deeply, deeply related. They are not untethered from one another. We talk a lot about black families and the burdens that are placed on mothers because of absent fathers or these kind of unique family dynamics. But we don't really talk about what it does to black daughters. We don't talk about what it does to other black women in the family, right? Because the labor that is expected to come from two parents when there's one parent, it, it's all on one parent. And, you know, both of us have come from single parent households with single mothers. Mm-hmm. And we know exactly what that was like. We know how hard it is. We know how hard it is. I spent so much time alone as a child yeah, because I had to get myself home. I had to feed myself. I had to spend some time doing homework. And my mom would get home much later. She had to work. Yeah. I was a latchkey kid. I was a definition of a latchkey kid, right? And for me, living in somewhere like Oakland in the 90s, right, there was all type of dangers I, I encountered as a girl walking up and down the streets after school. You know, I had a stalker when I was 15 mm-hmm. who could tell where I lived because I was walking up down the street and taking okay. the bus. He knew, my, he knew my bus line, you know, and and we don't talk about these things because it's taboo. It's, it's, it's stigmatized and we are afraid of the shame associated with people knowing our business. But part of us not saying what's happening in our communities is that we are carrying that burden alone. And mm-hmm. a lot of people feel too much shame to go to therapy about it. And they feel too much shame to talk to their family members about it. And it, it's it's making things worse. It is. It does make things worse. And as we know, there's a lot of issues that are then linked 
to these daddy issues that actually show up in life, right? So the absence of fathers has been linked with adolescent pregnancy, mm-hmm. lower levels of education, participation in crime, higher rates of suicide or suicidal thoughts. Mm. Um, you're more likely to need mental health treatment, um, less likely to have graduated from college or to have graduated from high school. And you make on average about 26% less annually. And to be clear, we're not blaming dads uh, for this, right? We're, we're talking right. about the larger systemic effects that make the conditions of our lives what they are. And for a lot of black dads, they may not actually have a choice. Mm-hmm. They might not actually be able to be in the family, in the household, in the family, and in the lives of their children. When I talk about incarcerated dads, that's a specific experience that we know that this country is committed to incarcerating black and brown people no matter what. And that's mm-hmm. been the case since slavery ended. That has been the goal to re-enslave black people. So this is not to say, oh, shame on black dads. It's to say there is a structural systemic process in this country that involves the removal of dads from households. And unfortunately, that's most pronounced in the black community. And if, and if we're going to make it any better, we, we got to talk, talk about, about it. You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash video. Please consider giving us 5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash media. All donations are welcome. Okay, so let's get into the reflection. Let's do it. And, and, you know, we, we're talking about Kendrick, right? We're talking about daddy issues. We're talking about uh, mental health. We're talking about these things. Um, but the angle I think that I'm coming at this with is thinking about the effects to black women, black mothers, um, black daughters, and, and femme folks in the household, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about like the absence of fathers, the absence of black dads, right? We have to always think, I always think about this quote, um, we raise our daughters and we nurture our sons, right? Yeah. And what that quote implies is that, you know, our daughters are the ones that we were because of traditional gender roles and socialization around uh, gender hierarchies and all of that are the ones that are taught like how to cook, how to clean, you know, how to uh, behave and be respectful and yada, yada, yada. Boys are taught boys will be boys, right? And this is generalizing, obviously. Yeah. But the saying, we raise our daughters and we nurture our sons, also, to me, gets it's an underlying um, kind of consequence of this absence of fathers thing as well, right? Because when you have a burden on a single mother, right, and you have girls in the household, the duties that fall on that mother also are shared by that girl. And I speak as that girl, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I will never forget, my brother was 12 years older than me. And I did so much labor in the house. I always felt like I was the man of the house because I took care of my mother and I took care of my brother. You know, it was my responsibility to 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 support my mother as she worked through her own, you know, neurotic issues and mental health issues as she was struggling with the absence of a man in the household, you know. And I was doing chores and I'm taking out trash and I'm washing all the dishes and I'm cleaning the floors and I'm, you know, and I'm providing emotional support. As well as physical labor. Meanwhile, my brother was chilling, bro. Like, chilling, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, when we talk about these daddy issues and we talk about uh, mental health, 
We don't talk about the ways that even, even in the household, the people who are present create a form of, of mental health crises for, for children who are assigned female at birth, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the world has been changing. It's continually always changing, growing and becoming something new and different. But, you know, these gender roles, they persist, mm-hmm. you know, and I can say from my own perspective as, you know, a single child growing up with a single mother, right? I did get that nurturing. It was very, it was very important in our household to like get your experiences, figure out what you, what you like and what you're good at, figure out what career you want to forge, you mm-hmm. know, what, what is your life going to look like, right? There was a lot, there was a lot of emphasis in that area. But as you know, the minute I moved out of my house, I didn't know how to cook Sheldon. anything. Like Sheldon. I didn't, I didn't really know how to, to to do any of those more domestic type of things. You know, there was little to no emphasis on those types of things, and and that's and that's just how it was raised. That's just how it was. You know, I don't I don't think I really washed a dish before I left my house. Ooh, I mean, I put I had put dishes in the dishwasher, but I don't think I'd actually like really hand washed. A Are dish. you serious? I, I mean, maybe, but... We've been together for 20 years. I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to pull a memory, and I'm, I'm, I'm Oh, my God. Let me put my hand... Let me rest my hand gently on your <laughs> on your arm. Because, wow, nigga. But that's... I'm just saying, that's exactly what you're talking about. I washed right? all the dishes all the time. But that's the thing. Like, it wasn't... You know, that wasn't the main thrust. It wasn't, like, can you can you boil water and make rice? Can you wash the dishes can you mop the floor can you like that was not it just wasn't a main component of my upbringing yeah and and that in and of itself also is as as you're pointing out that's part of daddy issues it is part of daddy issues right We, we need to be more equal and more balanced in how we raise and rear our children absolutely and i also think that you know, knowing who your dad is, had your dad been more present in your life, you absolutely would have gotten those lessons from him because he absolutely does those things. And those things are important to him, you know, and I, the same with me, like my father is a very domestic person. My father, you know, who, you know, had his faults, he absolutely cooked and cleaned and, you know, and, and he would have stood in the gap on those things so that I could actually be a child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He 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 would have been the man of the house. He would have been taking care of those things, so that I could be a girl, you know. And I want to take this back to Juneteenth and the fact that Juneteenth and Father's Day came on the same day this year, and the fact that you know I know for me it was very conflicting for me. It was a very conflicting and fraught feeling because you know Father's Day is hard for a lot of us. Yeah. And Juneteenth is this moment of deep celebration and Black liberation. It's the day that. You know, folks in Texas, um, black folks who were enslaved found out two years later that they had been free and they finally walked off of these plantations and walked into their freedom. And I just feel like in a lot of respects, you know, we are so able and so capable of recognizing moments like that. Right. Like we can look at that and say, yeah, liberation, yay, black people. But we can't, because of the shame and the stigma, we can't then look at the same same day, Father's Day, and go, hmm, we still got work to do, you know? Because we still struggle with seeing that liberation is not just about having freedom or having rights or having these codified properties in a constitution or whatever yeah. or a charter of some sort. 
Freedom is also making it so that other people's freedom is not impinged upon because of ours, right? The idea of freedom has to mean that my free can't make you unfree. Mm -hmm. And if me being free, you know, to live my life as a parent or as an individual, a lover, a scholar or whatever I am, a, a boss, a manager, means that the people who work in community with me are unfree or cannot actually chase their own freedom and liberation, then what does that freedom really mean? And I feel like when we talk about mental health, a lot of able-bodied people, a lot of abled black people are totally comfortable with imagining a freedom that is just about their physical ability to do what they want. Well, I mean, the thing is, even as you bring Juneteenth into this conversation, right? I mean, think about that, right? Juneteenth, hey, we're free, right? And you can now walk off the plantation. Mm-hmm. There was no infrastructure for these people. No. There, there were there were no mental health counselors to no. help them deal with the trauma that they had been experiencing and that their ancestors had been experiencing. For or years even and acknowledgement years and years. that they were human and that they could have actually experienced trauma. Right. And and I can't help but feel like the discussion that we're having about Father's Day and how important mental health is is not directly linked all the way back to that, right? Absolutely. But just like you said, like we, we are really tied up with this idea of physical freedom. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these other elements of freedom that we just put, you know, on the back burner. Absolutely. And they're they are vital and they're important. And you're not really, really free unless you address them. And even the fact that in slavery, you inherited the condition of the mother, right? They made it so that if the mother was enslaved, the child was enslaved so that they could continue to make money off of the, the reproductive labor of black women, which meant that black men, black enslaved men were more likely to mar- to maroon and to participate in marinage, essentially leaving plantations and leaving behind families. Now, this is not to, to, to trash folks' pursuit of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. But it is to say this left a lot of black women caretakers on plantations, not just taking care of their children and the, the, the babies that they had mothered with now absent fathers on the plantation, they also had to take care of white children mm-hmm. and entire communities. They were the cooks. They were the cleaners. They were the people who facilitated the entire plantation. They ran the plantation home. So this is absolutely rooted in slavery, right? This is where we first saw the matriarch emerge, the black matriarch emerge, who was in charge of the entire community. And I just want us to be thoughtful when we talk about daddy issues and the effects on black men. We have to include all genders of black folk in this conversation. We have to talk about the neurotic concerns, the mental health concerns of all black people because ain't nobody free until we are all free. And if we continue to just focus on the daddy issues and the effects on black men, we miss the ways that black men's struggle redounds to their children, Mm -hmm. to their mothers, to their aunts, to their sisters, to their family members, to their comrades, to their kin. We are not disconnected. We are not islands. We are community members. If I am struggling, you are struggling. If you are struggling, I am struggling. Always going back to to Gwendolyn Brooks. Mm -hmm. I am your harvest, right? I am your business. You are my business. And if we don't have that attitude about mental health and about these purported daddy issues, we are not going to get anywhere. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple on Facebook at that black couple and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. Bye.
Yeah.